Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? Um, first, and and I have to say this, um, today is my beautiful baby girl's 22nd birthday. Yeah, she's a brat. But anyway, not that she's going to listen to this, but happy birthday, Lex. Fucking behave. Not that she'll listen to that either, but, you know, hey. <laughs> a mom's got to try, right? <laughs> then mommy's got to try. Okay, let me see. I need this number, and I need this number, and I need this number. Hi. Hi. How are you? Oh, I got an echo again. It'll go away in a minute. I swear to God it will. I know, it did last time, so. Hi, Rich. Hi. How are you, dear? Hi, Rich. I'm not as good as you look, that's for sure. I miss you, Jeannie. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> this, this boy is smooth, I'm telling you. He really is. He is He is very smooth. Niagara, how are you, sir? <laughs> well, well, thanks, JK. So, I have to tell you, um, Alexis asked me today for, I said, okay, do you want a cake for your birthday? And she's like, mm, yeah, I guess. I'm like, okay, well, what do you want? She goes, uh, vanilla. And I'm like, okay, chocolate frosting, cream cheese icing, what? She goes, oh, well, now how about vanilla? Now, they're so cute at that age, aren't they? (laughs) And I'm standing... What's wrong with vanilla? Well, there's nothing wrong with vanilla, but I'm standing in my kitchen going, I can't just make a vanilla cake with vanilla frosting. So I made cupcakes. And I, okay. Well, I did. I did cupcakes. So I took some of the vanilla frosting and I made it strawberry cheesecake. And I took some more of the vanilla frosting and I made it a banana cream pie. And I took some more of the frosting <laughs> and made it orange. <laughs> now, what is so really fucked up about all of this? The only two colors of food coloring I had in my house was yellow and blue. Should have just used Loran's flavorings, and then that would have killed two birds with one stone. Well, so I ended up with um, strawberry cheesecake cupcakes with that have blue frosting. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that could, that works. The orange that ones, works. the orange ones are have green frosting on them, and the banana cream, of course, have have the yellow frosting on them. So at least one of the colors was color coordinated the way it fucking should be. Because who's going to look at it blue frosting on a cupcake and think, oh, yum, strawberry cheesecake? (laughs) (laughs) Could be blue raspberry. Yeah, well, and my oldest daughter, my oldest daughter calls me on the phone and she's like, why did you make them them colors? Because it was all I had. And she's like, well, I've got food coloring here. And I'm like, I know, but that's at your house, not at my house. And I just used what I had. I could have really fucked everybody up and just left them all white. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
So I am here to tell you that if anybody ever wants to make um, really good flavored frosting, um, I, I highly recommend Flavor Art Flavorings, and, um, yeah. and it works really, really well. You know, I want to try that, um, that truffle in my cauliflower mashed potatoes. I will, uh, I will tell you that uh, I use our truffle uh, flavoring to make really ghetto uh, truffle oil. So uh, having been in the food industry a long time, uh, I know the cost of real truffle oil is very mm -hmm. important. So I, uh, I actually dilute 10 mils of our uh, white truffle extract into a large bottle of uh, very uh, extra virgin olive oil, and I use it on my salad dressings and in my soups as a garnish, and it's, uh, it's very delicious. It's quite delicious. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that tomorrow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it in my cauliflower mashed potatoes. I don't have that Like I said to Dawn before in the chat, I'm trying to do the paleo again. The bread kills me. It really kills me. Can't eat bread. Well, and Rich is humble. He's, he's a red label chef. Okay, that's one of the reasons he's good with uh, working with flavorings. Okay, he's uh -huh. got a very good, very good palate, and he's an incredible chef. So, uh huh. Yep, number one canine <clears throat> chef right here. You're too skinny to be <laughs> number one. What? Hey, Par. I said canine chef, you know, being ah. Asian and all. I mean, I specialize in the canine and feline cuisine. It's uh, very delicious. That's not funny. Do you really? That's, no, he's being an asshole. <laughs> I, I just came from, I told you, we have a Yorkie that's like going for a Ph.D. program in his training. And the woman had, who runs the class, had customers who came in last week and told her she was racist against pit bulls because the, her, their four-month-old pit bull puppy was disrupting the class. And she said, you know, maybe you might need private lessons. And they accused her of being racist toward pit bulls. I think we should said, start a petition that we take all of the offended people and put them on an island. Yeah, and just say, you know what, get over yourself. If you don't like, you know, if you don't like all much, these people, man. then stay in your fucking house. I'm just saying. No, Rich was making. Dog. Yeah, but Rich was making that stupid comment. You've never heard the running yes, commentary. Yeah, I know. I got it. I just wasn't. Uh... Okay. <laughs> but and the other thing is, though, Rich, you can't be that damn good of a chef. You know why? Because <laughs> you're fucking why skinny. Because <laughs> I'm skinny. That's from the heat of the kitchen. I said nobody right? ever. Jeannie, I live in Canada. We we are all big here because we uh, we need to insulate ourselves from the Arctic cold 24-7 year-round. <laughs> yeah, but when you're, when you're working in those kitchens and you got 500 degrees coming off those boilers, I used to work in restaurants, and I used to say those cooks in the kitchen, it was like, God bless them, but uh, that heat's got to get really get to you. Yeah, I always used to argue really. the skinny chef thing when I was skinny. Because, I mean, I've always eat, eaten the quantities of food that I still currently eat. I always just look like a toothpick. Um, like skinny to the point that some woman walked up to me in a grocery store one time and started poking her finger at me and telling me that she cool. knew I was one of those one of those things. And I'm like, one of what? <laughs> and she goes, those disorders. I'm like, lady, are you fucking oh, kidding me? No. Evidently, I wasn't supposed to have this cart overflowing with food and weigh 115 pounds. I I don't know. I was really pissed too. I'm some, 
who would do something like that? But anyway, <laughs> now that I'm fluffy, I can say never trust a skinny chef because I'm not skinny anymore. <laughs> I can't, I just can't believe people, people, the things that people feel that it's okay to walk up and say to people in public, you know, like I remember when I smoked and, you know, people would come up to you and say, you know how dangerous that is for you? And I'm, I think to myself, not as dangerous as walking up to a total stranger and putting your opinion out there. <laughs> well, yeah, you know? you know, I was, and you know how, like, the DIY group, the the DIY recipes group is, is all for new wow. mixers, you know? I mean, it is primarily focused around new mixers. We're not, you know... Here we'll make a vendor out of you. That's that has, was never the intent really? in that group oh, ever. Damn. And I, there was a guy was asking questions today, and and I had to. I, I just to, saw that. Okay, I had to get up yes. and walk away from my computer and and be calm, and then come back and type a response because I was immediately pissed because. The guy was just, he's hes just a brand new beginning mixer. And that is what mm-hmm. that group was started for. Mandy started that DIY group for people to learn how to start mixing e-liquid and how to do it safely. And, and some of the responses, not, they weren't completely out of hand. But for in there, they struck the wrong chord with me. Because, you know, there was a bunch of comments about, you know, hey, we'll go do some more research. before, And I'm like, wait a right. minute. Right, well, I guess you decided to get into a hobby without doing But I think um, Mudflap said it best, never mind the pricks. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, I, but, yeah. I was just, you know, and I had to come back and I, I did. I got up and walked away because I'm like, it's a DIY group. You can't tell people not to be fucking assholes. In the DIY group, because you just don't behave oh. that way there, and and I, you know, I was really glad to see that a bunch of people did chime in and were helping this guy out. But I'm still, I still, I felt really bad that that this guy was not treated kindly for asking what are typical brand new mixer questions. Right. I mean, I remember. My, I mean, I, I've told this a million times, like, you know, like when I first started mixing, I literally eyeballed it because that's the way I was shown how to do it. But, well, first, I decided to read the directions on the Capella label, which said use one to two drops per eight ounces. <laughs> and I couldn't understand why I couldn't taste anything. Kathy, you, you came know? up with a really good advice today where you said, you know, pour 10 mil into a bottle and see where 10 that's, mil really is. That's what you I know? just typed that right before I came in here because I, I haven't been home all day. But you know what? Because I remember sitting there saying, well, wait a minute. If, if it's 10% of 10 mil and then I have to add 9, is it 9 that I add? Or do I add 10 plus the 1 and make it <clears> 11? And I remember really going crazy over that. Do you, yeah. Niagara, do you know you how just, do you know how Jucatro mixes? No. Tell him. Well, yes, but no. Tell him well, with, pipettes, with pipettes. Right. I use pipettes. I do. 
I swear well. by them. And um, you know what? I, I find they're very accurate. And if I stay, I mean, I have syringes. It's just easier for me. I buy pipettes in bulk. I buy the one mil sizes and I buy the three mil sizes. And you know what? As long as, and I've found that that's the most important thing in a mix is that whatever you use, whether you use a syringe, whether you use, God bless you if you have the time to use the drop method. You know, whatever you use, be consistent. Like, don't be like, you know, well, I'm going to use syringes today, and then I'm going to use pipettes tomorrow, and then next week I'm just going to use a whole bunch of drops. Because every single time it will come out tasting differently. And and consistency is the big thing. As long as you are consistent and you're using the same method every time, you will get your consistent results. And as long as it's your DIY, you're fine. The only thing right. that I have a problem talking with people about is is the weight thing. Because, you know what, it, oh, and there yeah. are a lot of people out there that measure by weight. And when you're mixing in large batches, I can just imagine that that is the most efficient way for them to do that. For me, I don't have the time and the patience in my Mm-mm. fucking life now to learn Mm-mm. how to mix with yet another method. And and that's Mm-mm. just and that's what people need to understand. Okay? It's not that I'm against anybody mixing by weight. I'm not because it's super fucking accurate. When you're mix- mixing in these humongous large batches. Um Jeremy, Jeremy Dollar put up a post and that's how they mix in the shop when they're doing their big batches. Well, you can imagine oh, how much sure. e-liquid that Jeremy's making at the shop. I mean, it's massive amount. Right. When when 10% is um, a liter, then I guess you have to do it like that. Yeah. But, I mean, don't you have to weigh? Doesn't every one of the flavors weigh something differently? Yes. Like, you can't just say, a- absolutely, well. A- absolutely, Kathy. You know, there's a, it's actually very, very surprising to Rich and I when we, you know, gravimetrically weigh out kilos in, in bottles. Hey, Rich, and you look at 100 yep. different flavors on a shelf, and look at the different levels, right? So, yeah, all, all flavor art flavors, actually, we, we actually have a, uh, a gravimetric weigh uh, file. And, and now uh, let me ask you. a huge amount of difference. Let me ask you something. Doesn't, I mean, because I, I can't stop thinking that gravity plays a huge part in the weight of an item. Doesn't it? Altitude, like I mean, temperature, altitude, uh, temperature, humidity, time of year, well, humidity. humidity. Yeah. Too many, too the, many variables for me. The ben- the benefit of gravimetric mixing um, that Sean and I have found out talking to uh, some really large clients is that, uh, as everyone knows, depending on the ambient temperature of your of your mixing lab, uh, depending mm-hmm. on the humidity of the day. Um, your volume actually can fluctuate quite significantly. And even though it's a, a small percentage fluctuation when you're dealing in, in multiple kilos of flavoring going into a recipe, uh, those small variances uh, are quite significant, which is why uh, every large company uh, usually does gravimetric mixing because it is more accurate um, and, and the, the barometric pressure and temperatures don't really come into play as much with, uh, with gravimetric mixing. Um, but, oh, yeah, uh, I guess you, like, zero it out before mm-hmm. you start. Yeah, but for, for me at home, you know, when I mix, I mean, 
sometimes I'm lazy and I, I have some recipes that I do all the time and I kind of still eyeball them because it's just me vaping them really. So I mean, for me personally. Oh, no. Well, yeah. when I say eyeball, I was taught to mix like uh, you take the width of a fingernail in this bottle. <laughs> and I know that. Add, I've read that thread. This much. I've read that thread that, that, on, on the largest e-cigarette forum in the world that I'm silent banned on, so I won't give their name out. But I've read that thread. I read that thread yes. probably five and a half years ago, and I'm like, I don't that was, think that that's was a good Spike's idea. method of mixing, yeah. And she showed me. She said, look. Take your fingernail and put it on the bottom of the bottle and just put it up to there. And then take your fingernail again and put it up like that. And I couldn't understand. I th- I've told you a thousand times. Every mix I made came out um, turning into fruity menthol because it was all like a fruity mess. And I would put just put menthol in it just to cover it up. And I said, forget it. I'm never going to get this. Menthol is not the ketchup of DIY, Chiquetro. We will will fight this to the bitter end. Menthol is not the fix-all. If your mix really sucks, just put some menthol in it. Oh, no, but Jeannie, tell them about your menthol mix. Oh, when I damn near killed Bonnie? Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, Niagara, did you ever hear this story? No. Oh, my friend my friend Bonnie oh. likes tobacco and she likes menthol. And the tobacco menthol e-liquid that she usually got, they didn't have any in menthol, but it was a really good sale, so she just bought the regular and I could fix it for her, right? Um, no. I'm like I don't have any menthol. Because like I said, it is not the ketchup a DIY that Chicatro thinks it is. <laughs> so I'm like, well, shit. So, okay, fine. So, I get some menthol crystals, right? No problem. I know that all I have to do is smash these things up and mix PG with them. We'll be good. And I'm like, hmm, well, I wonder how much of this menthol crystals I'm supposed to put in here. Well, (laughs) did my stupid ass go and ask somebody? Fuck no. No, it's just menthol crystals. What, What? You can't fuck this up, right? So, I smashed up. I smashed up a bunch of these menthol crystals and I put them in a 10 mil bottle and it was like half full. I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's still powdered. It's no big deal. And I put PG in there and filled the rest of the bottle up. (laughs) And that's what I gave her. I'm like, "I, I don't know what these are like. I really have no idea. I don't know what they're supposed to taste like. I'm, I'm unsure. So, um, Bonnie's like, well, and she had a CE4 on her ego battery at the time. And she's like, well, I just filled this up. Maybe I'll put a drop. I'll, I'll put a couple of drops of this. She's probably going to try to be nice about it, right? No, 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 no. I actually made my friend Bonnie cuss, um, drop an F-bomb. And, and, and this woman, this, this woman doesn't say shit if she's got a mouthful of it. Um, so she put two drops of this menthol mix in this CE4 of tobacco liquid. We had to throw her CE4 out. Oh, man. I almost killed her. Oh, yeah. I mean, not literally almost killed her, but yeah, I think she thought her lungs, her lungs were trying to evacuate her body. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, it's eucalyptus. I mean, you know, those menthol crystals, they're, they're concentrated eucalyptus. 
Oh, that's funny. But she had fresh breath for the next year and a half. Right? Probably so for the rest of her life. <laughs> um, and Rich, I see you putting things in. Esig yep. Express has a gravimetric on their converter. Um, and you know what else? Uh, I believe so. I, yeah, I think that um, the new E-Juice Me Up update has weight in it, I think. I oh, think. I can't cool. promise I that, that, but one, I, the old version. I think. Um, but like I said, I at this point, I am really good with the mixing methods that I've got. I'm not about learning a new one. I, yeah. I I'm just not. I could either have fun playing with all the flavors that I've got. And by the way, Amber, oh, yes, very nice thing oh, to play with. That That's a great, great flavor. I mean, it's like, can we even call it a flavor? It's yeah. like um, it's an enhancer, but it does great things. Yeah, it does wonderful little things. It's like, the, But it's like that jasmine. Yeah, I tried that, what you said, uh, the jasmine with the lemon. It's very good. Yeah, and I mean, and it's good. and had I not gotten the entire flavor library, by the way, thank you very much. Um, I probably wouldn't be playing with a lot of this stuff the way I am, but the amount of things that I am little nice little surprises that I'm finding mm-hmm. has really made me have fun mixing again it's not that i'm getting all my stuff out to make the same recipes that i've been making all these years um i get them out and i play with stuff well let me ask you have you tried ozone no i have not okay i put it in um i i put it in with a tobacco now i don't know exactly what ozone is supposed to Maybe um, Sean and Richard, you could help us out with this. Uh, is it, it? I get like a sweet floral note. Yep. Um, ozone uh, could describe the flavor is difficult, but to describe the flavor profile, uh, it is a, a very light floral with a hint of tobacco in the background. Um, okay, good, because I added it to a tobacco, and it made it a really nice finish. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it won't give you that, that raunchy American red-style tobacco vape mm-hmm. uh, that some people are looking for, but like myself personally, uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy a lot of like, uh, like pipe and light blend tobaccos, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just something very comfortable and easy to vape when my you know, sub ohm vaping has ruined my, my taste buds and I can't taste anything <laughs> anymore. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I, I like... wait. Are you still sub ohming fluid? Uh, not anymore. No, I've learned, uh, I've learned my lesson when I actually. Wait, what? You're yeah, sub ohming fluid? I loved fluid. Oh, yeah. We, at VaporCon, like two or three years ago, I, I couldn't sit beside were, him. We're dripping fluid. I couldn't sit beside him. He's like, oh, Jeannie, come here. And I go and I sit down beside him and we're talking, no. right? And the next thing, this clog comes out. I'm like, oh, dear Jesus. I can't. I, 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 and I moved. I moved my And he's like, what? And I'm like, I, child, I absolutely love you, but I cannot sit next to you when you're, when you're blowing out clouds of that stuff. Uh, uh, the good old days. Yeah, I had, a, I had a bottle sitting on my shelf for probably like four months. Uh, and I picked it up. And I literally uh, just poured it into a, my steam turbine Jenny that I had before I traded it. 
And I didn't realize uh, the amount of oil that was in fluid. And what had happened was the oil had, uh, had settled in the bottle. So what I poured out was essentially most of just the flavor extract and, uh, in my Jenny. And I, and I tried to hit it, and I damn near died. <laughs> And ever since then, I haven't really vape fluid as much. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I'm not, and I'm not against anybody that that likes that flavor profile because you know what I have found in the anise. Um, Very nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. And but the, the anise mm. more reminds me of um, more of the remember the red square candies in the red cellophane. Yes. I was going to say the the little candies in um, the Scott and the cookies and the Italian cookies. Yeah, um, and, and it's like that. It's a really and I really, really, really like the anise. I really do. Um, but you, you should try. You should try anise in in cola. That's the one thing that I put anise hmm. in. Okay, I, and I don't know why. Okay, but uh, somebody had recommended to me a number of years ago. And uh, had a recipe that just used like a very, very small percentage, you know, high, you know, not even a percentage, like half a percent, you know, quarter percent uh, mm-hmm. with cola. And it really, really makes cola pop. Hmm. I like it because it doesn't, um, it doesn't, it stands Alone. My like wait, wait, add... stop, time out. We have, we have a critical emergency here. This my pen just quit what? writing. What happened? My pen quit writing. I gotta find another pen. Oh no. We'll get a pen. Oh, this one works. Sorry. Talk amongst um, yourself. Yeah, no. Um Yeah, well, you know, and I have and this is what's so funny, is I always have a tablet up here next to this computer and a pen. Mm-hmm. Um because as we sit and we talk about flavors and stuff, there's stuff somebody will mention that I've never thought of that I write down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or I'm sitting here and sure. I'm thinking, oh, well, you know what would be a really good mix? And if I didn't write them down, by the time I got downstairs, I would forget. Well, what I was going to say about the anise is that it's one it's one flavor that seems to, no matter what it, what you add it to, like, you know how some flavors, um, let me think of a good example. Um, let's say a raspberry. If you add um, strawberry to raspberry, it changes the whole mix. But if you add anise to anything, there's no changing that anise. It's, it's like it's a, a, like almost like a primary flavor. You you can't change it. I put it in orange, and orange is strong flavor, but it doesn't. The, the anise like stands apart from the orange, and yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't combine. Right, I like that. I like that about that. Like the ozone, I added it to a tobacco, and it made the tobacco different. It made it. You know, it, it, you, I still taste the tobacco, but it had a, just like a sweeter finish. With anise, you know, there's just no mistaking that anise is just the way it goes in. It's just the way it comes out. Yeah, ozone was developed by Max, you know, for a tobacco into the evening uh, where he mm-hmm. wanted a very, very, very light tobacco. 
and uh, you know, very subtle, you know, uh, not strong in your face, but still tobacco. But it is ozone is definitely a tobacco. Yeah. I love the tobaccos. I mean, I I could just vape those tobaccos on their own as standalones and very happy. They they're really those tobacco blends are great. You, <laughs> you know, know the funniest thing for us is that the new uh, joy is being described um, more as a uh, dessert. We actually have customers that are complaining to us that we're. Uh, we're billing them that product as a tobacco. You and, know why? And, well, they're telling me it tastes like funnel cake. Okay. Because no, there's a, there's a there's a reviewer, a flavor reviewer, on vaping underground, and he, yeah, Jay Hendricks. Yeah, he said that it reminded him. He said, like you know, the sugar that is on a funnel cake, and everybody said, oh, it's a funnel cake flavor. Right. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, we you know, we actually had, you know, one of our DIY retail customers contact and say, that should be a dessert. Put it down as a dessert. I'm like, no. Okay, it was designed no, as a dessert tobacco. It's designed to be a dessert tobacco, quite frankly, yeah. right? You know, um, it's a different variant, quite frankly, of Soho, right? Um, oh, that shit is so still... good. Oh, my God. That, I love and that you, Soho. I'm telling you, you that. two men, you two men, you have fucking ruined me. You have absolutely <laughs> ruined me. I have spent over five years as a vapor swearing off any and all tobaccos all the time. <laughs> Par. Parr has tried to convert me to a tobacco person. Parr has not been able to accomplish that in five and a half fucking years. Okay? Troop and Andrea from the Plume Room tried so hard to convert me to tobaccos. Couldn't freaking do it. You assholes come out with Soho and I am vaping this shit constantly. I love it. It definitely is. Very, very, very good. Troop and Andrea's Candy Cavendish didn't convert you over to tobacco? No. And our Soho did. Wow, that says a lot. <laughs> uh, truth, truth, Rich. Did I not lure you into this job with a disposable flavor art uh, stick uh, with Soho in it? One hundred percent. Sean was not aware, but I, I, I started off vaping um, in my very early days as a humongous Halo Tribeca fan. Oh, uh, yeah. Twelve milligram in a cartonizer tank was my was my jam constantly, and when. Sean uh, was interviewing me for the position. He had a, a couple of these disposables that he had brought back from his trip to Italy. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, ch- check it out. And I, and I vaped it. It was a Soho flavor. And I'm like, holy shit, you know, that's, like, so delicious. It's very reminiscent of a Tribeca-style uh, e-liquid. And I was like, how do I get more of these? And he's like, oh, you just work for work for, work for me in Flavor Art. I said, done. Where do I sign? <laughs> and give up the DJ life. And uh <laughs> Yeah. It's such a good flavor, Rich. Even on that little disposable, which is no better or worse than anybody else's disposables, but you know, in in league with the better ones that we manufacture in Europe, it, it's still a great flavor on that disposable. Oh, not rich. I, who's got That's it so in good. stock right now, Niagara? Bull City, um, Heartland, uh, uh, Eliquid Mark. Uh, Mark. Express might have it. I'm not sure so much. And you know, when I was when I was in Italy last year, actually, I um, 
funny story. Uh, we went, we were going on a tour from the cruise ship and my battery died. I always take like egos with me and the battery died and we were like four hours away. Whatever. Long story short, I went into, um, they made a pit stop and I went in and I bought um, a disposable in, you know, the little store that they stopped at. And that is exactly what it was, was very similar to that Soho flavor. It was an RY4, but it was like a a good one, that really, really good one. And I was like, whoa, I haven't tried, I haven't tasted that flavor since I first started vaping. You know, I think it's better than Tribeca because it it's actually um, it's like the very first RY fours that I ever tried. The Kang that were from like the Decang, the Hangzen, uh, Janty. You know those those I really am... good ones. Yeah, that Soho is the one that I mixed some of the Mandarin and some of the orange with. And I tried that. That was very good. I know. And every time the bottle gets empty, I think, you know, I'll mix up something else. And then I'm out there and guess what I mix again? Soho yep. and Mandarin <laughs> and orange. And I tried it with black cherry. It was very good, too. Uh, so, yeah, y'all ruined uh, me. I, I mix, now I I mix it, it with meringue, personally. Meringue? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some of that in there, too. Sorry, I forgot to say that. There's some meringue in there, too. It's, it is... I bet you it's good with lemon. Oh, let's try it with anise. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I actually tried it with uh, our uh, our caramel and uh, and uh, our condensed milk the other day as well. And oh, condensed milk—that's that's the one I keep forgetting to write down on my list. Richard just said DK tab for the win. That glory is like a DK tab on steroids. It's so yes. good. Absolutely, it's so good. So good. Sean Sean loves Soho so much that uh, that now he just mainlines it in the morning via intravenous, uh, five hundred mil yeah. at a time. I find it so much more effective that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I literally I have a kilo of that flavoring on my desk, okay, all day long. Right. I like I like the storm too. I like the storm a lot. Storm is one of my one of my favorite new tobaccos. Uh, yeah. because it's it's very complex but very mellow uh, and it's very reminiscent of a nice pipe uh, pipe yeah. style tobacco it's it's delicious oh take take some fig and take some uh, biscotti and take mm. some meringue and put just just a tiny 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 amount of strawberry in there ja let me write that down. Where's my pen? No, I remember. Yeah. Say it again. Fig. The Somebody fig. write that in the chat. Yeah. Fig, the um, biscotti, and some meringue, and a tiny bit of strawberry. Okay. Yum. I'll do that. Yum. Sort of like two, two, two and a half of the strawberry? Kind of like two, two, Gee? two, and yeah, and a half. And... It it's it's just it's really yummy. It's not. I was working trying to figure out a fig cookie, try to get like a fig Newton type thing going. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And and it didn't and it didn't really turn out like a like 
you know, the Fig Newtons that you would get at the store. But mm-hmm. it did turn out like, oh, I could eat these as a cookie, though. You know, the, you know, the funny thing I've been mixing a lot with right now is I've been using uh, condensed milk, fresh cream, and basically I'm kind of going for sweet milk with a flavor note rather than a, than a, a fruit with a milk finish. I'm going mm-hmm. like, I'm just trying to get like the sweet milk uh, residual of a cereal with a flavor attachment to it. And uh, and I'm just starting to uh, experiment with uh, with fig, mm. uh, but I'm trying to figure out what to add to fig on on a milk end. So it's like a lot of milk with you know with with a little bit of fig, but what I got to add something else to it. Oh, like why don't you try Why don't you try yogurt and sweeten it up? Right. Nah, I love that yogurt. I really love that. I I think that yogurt is so versatile. Really. So we're going to release tomorrow, guys, um, and uh, I hope to have the link tonight. But there's still a couple. Um, there's still a couple programming errors. Um, I was going to try to release tonight for Jeannie's show. Um, our website's two weeks out right now. We just got a report from uh, Max, who just got back from Greece. And uh, Rich and I had a uh, uh, meeting with him this morning in Italy, um, the owner of the company, Max. And uh, and so I'm literally putting a side page up right now that I'll link back to my webpage in two weeks. And that w- webpage, or let's call it a, a file site with a splash page right now, and it literally will have all of our analytics uh, from Entropy on it. And um, which were spectacular so flavors. Uh, every one of our flavors will be there with our latest batch uh, from Enthalpy. Um and uh, including yogurt. And uh, for fu- for full disclosure, um, <clears throat> the only test that we're getting back from Enthalpy that doesn't match is yogurt. Ah. It's showing it's showing right now. Um, 30.1 UGs of diacetyl, but we have three tests that I'm looking at in comparison. So we actually have it out to two other labs right now for a second test, secondary third-party test. Now, 30 UGs of diacetyl sounds like a lot, but really it, it, it isn't because of our concentrations. If you're using 2% uh, yogurt in a flavor, that really adds up to 0.6 UGs. UGs being a uh, a microgram, right? Microgram per milliliter uh, measurement. So it still shows up as, as undetectable or uh, in everybody's scale of relativity safety right now in the because of our concentration. But uh, it's the only one of our flavors that uh, that uh, we were, you know, you know, let's say upset. Uh, that we did not see the results that we got from our lab from our third-party testing. But everything else shows clean. Mm-hmm. There's uh, three of our flavors you'll see in there that shows very, very small traces, and everything else is, is completely undetectable. Um, um, and the three flavors are Seven Leaves, uh, Cocoa, 
and uh, what's the other one that we know it separates? Uh, I think I think it may have been citrus mix because of the yeah. uh, natural additives, and and so by those mean, the, yeah, yeah trace very very. Uh, I mean, when we say trace, we mean very 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 microgram trace amounts uh, that after using in dilution for a finalized product, it wouldn't even it wouldn't even detect. But you know, as Sean said, in the interest of full disclosure. Uh, and you will be able to see for yourself once that, that web page goes up, um, you know, you can, you can check for yourself. Uh, and I think it's uh, important to note as well that, uh, that we are the only flavoring uh, manufacturer that has submitted uh, our entire line for sale in North America for entropy testing and have received the results that we have received. Hmm. It, it was pretty cool. I got a personal phone call from the uh, uh, Ph.D. head of uh, entropy a guy named Gene Gilman, and he literally called me up and said, Sean, I just want to let you know that I'm amazed by your results. And, uh, and like, like he was truly amazed uh, to see that, right? And he was very, very happy to see that we were going to be the first company, you know, fully releasing them. Rich, now, uh, Rich, Rich mentioned the cocoa, and um, now somebody's asking in the chat, where does the cocoa stand? Um, can you put a little bit of perspective on that, Rich? Yeah, of course. Um, when, and when you ask where does the cocoa stand, um, so when our results came in, um, there were three or four flavors that tested very, very uh, minutely for, for traces of, of dicotones. And the reason for that is uh, whenever you use any sort of natural extract or base in the compound, uh, molecular compound of flavorings, uh, the nature of natural or organic additives means that over time they denature uh, and, and naturally produce dicotone. Uh, and because uh, we've, we've based them down on a molecular level and compounded that way, the amount of dicotone degradation is very, very little. Uh, so um, the cocoa may register, you know, like one part uh, or one UG per mil. Um, uh, and then when you use it in dilution in a finished product, uh, it would be so far d uh, down that you wouldn't even find it on a test. Uh, but, uh, but you know, like, like we were saying, we, we don't ever want to hide behind anything. Uh, you know, as everyone in this group is aware, uh, you've all seen the social media posts with a certain flavoring company and their yogurt uh, and mm. the results. Uh, so, you know, we from the very beginning want to be a 100% transparent, not only to our, to our vendors, but to our users as well on the end scale and say, you know, here are our results. We're not hiding. You can read them all yourself if you'd like. And, uh, and just to break all those, you know, results down, Sean and I are, are telling you right now that, that four of them have a very small trace amount of dicotone, and the yogurt, even though it passes in the end, uh, Sean and I are, are sending uh, samples out to, uh, to secondary testing facilities just because when, uh, when Italy does our batch testing uh, and they compound it molecule by molecule, we don't add any dicotone at all into the yogurt, nor does it contain any natural extract. So uh, we're very curious as to where the, the diacetyl showed up from. Uh, which is why we are further investigating that re result. Yeah, and it is specifically when we say dicotones, which is a generic term for, you know, dicarbonyls or, or dicotones, it's specifically uh, diacetyl that was showing up in the yogurt. And, and we know, you know, like as Max said, we had a long conversation with him. He's saying, Sean, I build this flavor, you know, and create each compound one at a time to build up this flavor. And we know what we're putting in it. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be reading that. So we're, you know, one out of 132 flavors. Okay, that we're, we're 
we're getting a variance, okay, and we're not sure what it is. It's no dispersion on Enthalpy because they are a very good lab. But we're, we're just, you know, personally, you know, concerned ourselves because, you know, our numbers that we've been looking at and watching through all our tests for the last four, five, six months now, quite frankly, since February, we've been reformulating yogurt, you know, we're coming up zero. Um, and uh, But we have zero uh, AP in any of our flavors uh, we never add AP. AP is always an additive. Yeah, AP is an additive. So, but, and, but I do want to go back and, and stress one thing, though, um, that DA is naturally occurring um, also. I mean, so, because here is the thing. When when the flavor study came out that Dr. Farsalinos did, um, it was all over the place. You know, well, why are these vendors adding this? And, you know, in the case of AP, AP is something that is added. It's it's not a naturally occurring thing. Um, diacetyl, on the other hand, um, is formed naturally. Um, so it may not have, have been there to start with. And, I mean, I'm not talking about just your flavor, not, not just flavor art stuff, but across the board. For people to understand that, it can sometimes occur all in of itself. It doesn't, it, that there is a trace amount included in something does not mean that it was intentionally added. Um, you know, it, it can occur all on its own when it wasn't put into a flavoring. Um, now, you guys have set and tested everything and you and you are putting all of the enthalpy stuff out there and i have to commend you on that and the reason i yeah. have to commend you on that is because uh and ja i'm sure you remember niagara i'm sure you remember mm-hmm. a couple of months ago somebody put this new flavor vendor up anybody heard anything about these and these people testing everything and blah 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 the the first flavor line dedicated solely to vaping. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember I, that? I, I yeah. Yeah, and I saw bullshit. Yeah, and 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 everybody's like, "So what do you think?" And I'm like, "Um, I don't know. I will send them I a know, message." I have a bunch of them. I will send them a message and I will ask them. So I sent them a message. Um, you know, you're talking about these flavorings and how great they are and where can I view the lab results? Mm. And I got back a message. Well, which test would, what what do you mean? I said, well, where can I view the testing on this stuff? Well, if you buy three liters, something like that, some astronomical amount, that I would get testing with that. I'm like, but, (laughs) but you're marketing to, to DIYers and most DIYers are not buying gallons. It it equated to gallons of flavoring. Do you, do you have any, you know, from a, a current flavor that I could look at? Well, yes. And they would be glad to send that with my order. order. Yeah. With my order. And I'm like, yeah, no. No, I think I pass on that. So you know, I heard. Go ahead. I I I have to commend all of these 
flavor vendors and e-liquid vendors that are putting results out there for people to see. Yes, transparency. Before they mm. buy gallons. Because I was kind of offended that, that, that I needed to buy gallons. Mm. Yeah, it struck me as odd. Uh, I, t- I spoke to somebody last week who owns a shop. Now, listen to this along those same lines. Um, a well-known juice company came in and asked them to carry their line. And she told them, well, before we consider, you know, carrying your line, we need to see testing on all your stuff. And he went away and he came back a few weeks later and said, well, we're, uh, we're now putting out a different line under a different name. So how about if you carry that? And she told him the same thing. Well, you know, as soon as you submit the results and let him see it, and you know what he says to her? He goes, well, you can send it out and have it tested if you want. <laughs> it's like, do they, really, they, they don't want to pay for it themselves? They, they want the consumer to take on the cost of having it tested or, or the vendor, the store owner, to take on the cost of having their product tested. And, you know, what? Well, I don't want to go off onto a tangent, but, you know what, what Flavor Art is doing is commendable, you know, because they're putting the results out there. So now I can make an informed decision. Am I okay with using 2% of their yogurt? Yes, I am, because I know that I don't need to use more than 2%. And if the test tells me that it's so many parts per million, I can make an informed decision. You know? So, yay you. Thank you. We appreciate The DIY community much appreciates that transparency. Yes. And I think... Another little... Another little announcement we should probably be bringing up uh, right now, Jeannie, okay, <laughs> that we've, uh, we've been talking about for a long time, okay, um, is that um, Rich and I are very, very committed to DIY, you know, uh, um, uh, and, you know, obviously we followed you and Mandy, and I was lucky enough to become an administrator of your, your guys' uh, DIY recipes, and I learned and, you know, Rich and I have been DIYers for both of us, although we buy finished e-liquid. We both have been DIYers for more than four years. And, uh, and we have a huge commitment and we have a huge vision at Flavor Art as the future of DIY. And we feel that with uh, deeming regulation coming up uh, in the United States and huge variables, we believe that the DIY business is going to explode over the next couple of years, absolutely explode. And the scary thing about that is there's going to be a ton of new people coming into the marketplace and, and not knowing what they're doing and, and using our flavors. So we take responsibility for the fact that they're going to be using our flavors to create e-liquid. And uh, as such, uh, Rich and I have reached out, and I'm speaking to the group of people here that are in your audience that are your friends uh, and uh, loyal followers, uh, all 34 of them right now, um, <laughs> that uh, Flavor Art has reached out to Jeannie and asked her if she would uh, be our official website blogger. And, uh, and she has said yes. And uh, so what we want to do is we want to have a monthly uh, interactive DIY blog 
<clears throat> to really just basically go through, okay, you know, stem to stern, okay? And we want to have a place that when they come out to our website and they hear about Flavor Art, that there's, some, there's a, another place, another repository of blog information. And uh, so we're very excited, Janie, uh, that you've accepted the, this role as a Flavor Art's uh, official DIY blogger and, uh, and the complete intent, uh, you know, is not too much different than, quite frankly, the intent of this show, you know, when you first started it. And, and that's helping the new vapor and helping that new vapor lead themselves into the world that we call DIY. And uh, we know that you'll do a great job and we're very, very excited uh, and that, um, you know, uh, Flavor Art can basically uh, sponsor a blog that focuses on the, you know, the basics, you know, it's not about advanced shit. Uh, it's not about, you know, cloning and it's not about, uh, you know, anything more than learning, okay, where to go and what to do. And, uh, and obviously we'll have, you know, multiple links to our, uh, flavor, our DIY vendor partners on our website as well. And, and, uh, we hope that that basic amount of information will be, you know, able to teach those new people the first steps and and that's and, exactly and that's what it. it's, it's all about it's all about them i mean and this is a journey and we all know that um anybody mm. that's listening to this diy episode at the greens driving down the road cussing at me hi ed by the way um <laughs> it, it this is <laughs> diy takes vaping to a whole nother level of hobby i there is no way that i would sit and build these quadruple fused twisted dragon konyangi coils. Um, <laughs> just not going to happen. Um, but I can play with flavors. And getting somebody into this the right way. And there are basics that everybody needs to know. And... Mm. Knowing those basics and learning these things from start to finish um, is is really important to me. You know, if somebody goes on to be the biggest e-liquid vendor in the in the universe, yay for you. And that's great. But I'm more concerned with the people that are just getting into DIY and that they they know and understand the basics of it and go all the way through. You know, start at the beginning and and go on from there. Um, and I really and want not to be try. Embarrassed yeah. To ask the stupid question. Yeah. I mean, and and there is no such thing as a stupid question right. when when it's about DIY. Um, I I had a girl here in town that you know um, found out that I mix e liquid, and she's like, "Oh, well, you can tell me what to do with this," and I'm like, "Okay, what?" Well, they had gotten juice at zero by accident, and the the shop that they go to sold them a bottle of hundred milligram nicotine. And she oh, had this; Jesus. it was it was sitting on her kitchen counter. Oh. They have they have a seven year old, and I'm like, you oh, so need to no 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 no. She didn't know any better. She she just didn't know, and that's why I think I was. Number one, I was absolutely dumbstruck when when they asked me to do this. 
Um, I, I seriously can't figure out why all you people listen to the sound of my voice every week. I really can't. But thank you for doing it. But I just don't, oh, I don't you're gonna understand You're going to do it. a great job. You're going um, to do a great job with that. You really, you have a wonderful palate, Jeannie. I, really, and you have a great imagination for flavors. I think it was the biggest compliment I've ever received in my life. Now, I am such a flavored hound and a flavored junkie. I got a package in the mail a couple of weeks ago from Rich that Niagara didn't realize <laughs> that Rich had shipped well, me already. I didn't realize it had gone out yet. Okay, that's all. I... I'm immediately on the computer and I'm sending Niagara a message and I'm like, oh my God, can I show people this? Can I show people this? This is so awesome. This is exactly like what we had talked about. Niagara and I and Rich sat at, at Vape Bash and we were talking about flavors and, and how I, you know, how we come up with different scents and things. And, and I had told Niagara and I said, well, you know, I... A lot of times we'll sit with a piece of with a little piece of paper and put a couple of drops of this and a drop of that and you know and mix them together like a, the perfume waivers, you know. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, so yeah, because I'm all big on this sniff test thing. You know, people. I I mentioned the sniff test and people are like, the what? I'm like, well, the sniff test. You know, if a good indication of how little or how much flavoring you need to add when you first get a brand new flavor, use your nose, because it plays such a big part. Well, so then I open this box up and there's and Ni- and Niagara's calling me on the phone and he's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" I'm like, this beautiful wood box, and he goes. Oh, you have that? <laughs> he didn't know that Rich had shifted to me already. That was oh. that was the most awesome gift ever. Absolutely floored. My husband come home and I'm like, look what I got, look what I got. And he's going, what the fuck is that for? <laughs> so, so I'm going was, through. It, yeah. it was- it was designed basically that, you know, that night in our heads, okay, and we took the idea to Italy and, and had these beautiful wood boxes with a fly-open lid and a little stand, and we made up all those little paper things that we talked about, okay? We went to a, you know, company that made them for perfume companies, and we got those little strips, okay, made in little decks, right? And, uh, and then made a little stand for it, and then in a little place to put all your tester bottles and stuff like that. And it's uh, the flavor art mixologist kit. So there's uh, That's a great idea. Yeah, we made uh, we made up uh, 15 of those. And, uh, and Jeannie, you were the first one, uh, apart from obviously Rich and I, to uh, see it, uh, to, to receive one. So oh, it's uh, kind of a special thing that we kind of wanted to give out to, you know, people that we care about and uh, we believe are good for the industry and good for DIYing. And uh, so, yeah, you're the so I very, very you. first person. <laughs> so, so um, now I can, I can honestly admit that I am so much of a flavor geek that it is the, I have, I have a, um, my sister got me a glass mosaic vase that is all the different colors that are in my um, marble table. Okay. Um, My mixologist kit and that marble vase are what sets in the center of my dining room table all the time. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, it, it was funny that, that that night specifically, we were up in our suite at Fate Bash, and uh, it was like you and uh, um, the Pure Backo Namber Juice crew, mm-hmm. like Joe and Brittany and that crew. And, and Jeremy. Then, uh, Jeremy and his crew, and Boilermaker, uh, Jeff and his crew. I don't know, there's like 20-some-odd people in, in the suite, but we were sitting there at the table, and we had all our flavors there. And that night, actually, I don't know what – what's uh, Jeremy's latest uh, flavor called, Rich? Uh, just re- oh, um, Sacred Bodine. Yeah, so, I mean, that night, we were sitting there playing with that paper that, that Jeannie was uh, ripping up, and uh, <laughs> Jeremy literally, okay, created his latest e-liquid. Uh, that night. And I mean, people were looking at me like I was insane, and I'm like, no, here, try this. Well, well, Jeannie, it touches on a very cool, um, cool note. Um, you know, your, your idea and, and the concept is actually um, very much flavor art. You know, flavor art, uh, when we speak with Max, he always refers to our product as, as more of an aromatic than a flavoring. Mm. Um, because when, when you eat something and you plug your nose, what you eat becomes very different than what you eat when your nose is unplugged. And so Max is designing uh, our product, not only uh, flavor for taste buds, but a very much aromatic central product. And, uh, and that's why this concept of, of kind of pre-mixing with these either pieces of paper or if you have a mixology kit, you know, our, our scent tabs, is that you can put a couple drops on, 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 on paper and wave them in front of your nose like perfume, and you get a very accurate depiction as to what our flavor is going to, quote, unquote, vape, you know, vape-like. And, uh, and you know, I don't know how many times I've, I've, I've bought flavorings from other companies, and I've, and I've smelled them out of the bottle, and I'm like, oh, my God, this smells fantastic. And then, you know, I mix them up in a little PG just to vape them, and I'm like, it vapes nothing like it smells like, and I've been mm. so disappointed. Uh, so the one cool thing I found about working with flavor is that, uh, that, you know, 100% of the time, what I'm going to smell out of the bottle is what I'm going to taste, if you will, when I vape, uh, that flavor. And, and here, oh, and by the way, people, the phones are active. So if you have DIY questions or you have any kind of question for any of us, you should, you should call in because it is the DIY week. I'm just saying, just, just so you know. <laughs> Um, I was reading an article actually the other day that was saying that, um, like what Richard was just saying, that taste is actually something like seventy-five percent smell. It is, and I, I, you know, like I always knew that, like they were connected, but I never really, you know, like read the science behind it. And it's true if you do something as simple as, you know, plug your nose and try to taste something, uh, you know, you can't taste it. But I've also noticed how a lot of times in pre-mixed flavorings, do you ever try, like, you taste something and you have no idea what it is, and then they're shoving the, the menu at you and telling you, well, read about it, read about it. And then, you know, if you read the description and then taste it, you go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's exactly you know, what is that is. to be this. Yep. And where before yeah. that you were like, um, I think I might know what this is. You, you, Jacatro, you are more accurate as a flavor descriptor than anybody else I know. Really? 
And and that's but I say it tastes like shit. No, no, no. That's that's no. You you don't get it. But when you try something and you have no idea what it is, you are more accurate than anybody I've ever known. And well, and, and that is a that no is idea. a phenomenal thing. Um I mean and what's really funny is a lot of the people that I have huge amounts of respect for in vaping are something to do with e-liquid. Okay. The the plume room mm. the plume room makes a banana a banana pudding that I absolutely love. Now, her lemon chiffon is 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 amazing as well. Okay? You mm. if you give me a description of a flavor, I know if I go out and buy that flavor, that's what I'm going to get. Oliver, if if I have a recipe that I've got in my head that I have been dicking with for months and I just cannot get it the way I want it, I know that if I talk to Oliver that I can bounce that off of Oliver and Oliver can say something like, oh, well, why don't you add a half a percent of key lime to that? That'll give you that. Because yeah, I've tried a lot of his recipes. Yeah, Oliver, Oliver is one of the few people that I know that I could, without a doubt in my mind, call this man a master mixer. Yeah, he does absolutely amazing things. And so, a lot of these people that that I gravitate towards and I have personal friendships with, um are all to do with flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Upstomp, I absolutely adore Jay. Um, the man makes yes. phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal e-liquid, and he's a really good producer for Stanley. You know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like Stanley better, actually, than Upstomp, to be honest Aww. with you. Stanley is pretty damn amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Except he hides in the hotel room at vape meets. You know, it's funny when I go. Um, you know, we meet every Saturday at Fluid. I have to mention Fluid at least once. Um, you, people like, you know, they get these juices and they'll go to me. Smell this. What does this smell like to you? And I always say, I'm like, I feel like an airport dog. You know, <laughs> it's like, well, it's got. You know, like this brand orange and that brand pineapple or whatever. And I don't know. I just, and I, I tell new mixers all the time, it's so important to learn the individual flavors and build up like a flavor vocabulary. And if you do that, you know, like you can, you can draw on that and say, you know, okay, well, I want this pineapple, but I want this kind of pineapple. Because it's like the, every single flavor company has a different type of pineapple. They all taste totally different. Yeah, same thing with the blueberries. In the group today, they were talking about, you know, the different, like when they said, who's got the best blueberry? You know, like, well, it depends on, you know, like what you're looking for. You know, you want a dark blueberry, a candy blueberry, you know. Every company's got their own version of what they think a blueberry tastes like yeah if i want a candy yeah if i want a candy like a confectioner's kind of blueberry 
I do um, uh, blah, 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 blah. blueberry wild and um, blueberry candy. If blueberry candy. If I want mm. a blueberry, like a blueberry muffin, blueberry, it's the bilberry. Mm. So I mean, it really the bilberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's let's like jump back. Let's jump back to amber for a second, right? Because one of the coolest things that I kind of always knew, but I didn't really ever think of concretely until Jack you know, just said it about a couple of weeks ago, is amber has an interesting effect on a lot of our fruits, right? And she mm-hmm. said it absolutely descriptively right. It actually ripens our fruits, right? It adds yeah. a ripe, right, and, and for me, I just tried it with a number of fruits, including bilberry, and uh, and it really changes the complexity of specifically, and I actually called uh, Jay Hendricks, the guy from uh, Vaping Underground. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he's a friend of mine as well. I have, I have a lot of respect for his capabilities as well. Like, I mean, if you've never gone, um, let me put a link actually in the uh, in the um, in the chat, um, and it's uh, it's called Hicks Notes. He goes by a number of names. Okay, I think he's vaping. not hosting it on there anymore, though. I think was it's it, on I, Mama, I, Mama Jay's specialty yeah, flavor shop. Yeah. Now, what right was now. Where is it now? Um, Mama Jay's. If you Mama guys never want to see it, this is the best set of okay detailed descriptors on flavor art. So he has literally, he's basically all he does is mix with flavor art, and uh, he actually sells uh, recipes. Uh, for like I think they're like two ninety nine and, and some really good recipes, um, but um, I mean that those are the best uh, Hicks notes on um, are the best notes I've seen on on written uh, on flavor art more descriptive than anything and oh. uh, they're quite they're quite quite good. Oh, uh, and I he really has a we have a bunch of people on hold. And by the way, people, the lady didn't tell you, but if you're on hold and you want to talk to us, please press 1. Oh, yeah, she doesn't tell you anymore. Yeah, she doesn't so, prompt so you, you to press amber, 1 anymore. Sean, you mixed the amber with the blueberry? Yeah, I, I mixed amber with blueberry. I did it with raspberry um, because, I, I mean, I grow fruit, right? So I understand the complexity difference between, you know, a ripe taste and a non-ripe taste. And you're 100% right, Kathy. Now, you know what else I get in blueberry, in real blueberry? I get a little bit of a licorice note. Right. Just like like a half a drop. And I was playing around with that a little bit, and it's very interesting. The bilberry, little tiny bit of licorice in the amber. Very interesting. See, see, I'm glad I said that. Somebody wants to talk to us. Oh, who? Hi, four three zero. Who's this? It's me, Par. Hi, hon. Hey, Par. Hey, hey Par. Hi, y'all. Hi, y'all. Now, the... <laughs> I love your voice. Sorry, that just hey, slipped y'all. out. Hey, <laughs> now, with the blueberry top, Jeannie, what were you saying about the bakes? If you wanted a blueberry muffin, what what flavoring were you talking about? The flavor art bilberry. Oh. Yeah, it's it's more yeah. That's that's a, the only way I know to describe it differently than you know every other blueberry flavoring I've ever tried has been more of a of a candy candy kind of 
kind of yeah. blueberry, not blueberry dumplings, not blueberry muffin blueberry. <coughs> yeah. That's that's the Ja has much better ways to say all this shit Wait, than I, I do. See, Richard is making fun of my southern New York accent. He said I'm <laughs> I'm a I'm a airport dog. <laughs> I'm surprised Richard hasn't said anything about y'all yet. <laughs> I did actually part, but I realized that my speaker was muted because I was subhuming my face off. And I didn't want people oh. to hear the turbine noise, so I said, "Hey, par y'all!" And then I realized I'm muted. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> okay, Jeannie, I will have to add that to my list, and now I have to add the ozone to the list too. Thanks. And, and now you have to send me. Now you have to send me an email because you called in with a DIY question. Don't argue; just do it. But I was just, I couldn't hear you, so I had to call and find out what the whole blueberry thing was. Okay, but you <laughs> called in with a question during the DIY show, so just... Oh, Lucy and, called what back. What happened to the British lady? Yeah, the British yeah, lady doesn't... Yeah, she's fired. Yeah, the British bitch is fired. <laughs> oh, I think we're Lucy trying, tried we're to call We're trying to hire a Long Island app. Accent now, Park. We, we either want to say oh, okay. southern, <laughs> southern, southern Tang or a Long Island accent. Long Island. Between me and and Kathy, I think we got we got pretty much the, uh, the whole accent thing covered there. <laughs> we need now. We need somebody from the Jersey Shore to call in. Oh really Lord! <laughs> <laughs> Where's <Boston>. Liz? <laughs> I I've been playing right now with Bill Berry. And what I'm trying to create is sort of uh, dark fruit uh, in green tea. And I've been using our bilberry, our raspberry, and our green tea. And, uh, and I'm yeah, trying to... I got to... completely disgusted with finding a really true-to-life blueberry. Everything was candy. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, try the try the bilberry. Yeah, it's it's that's and that's the best way I know to be able to t tell you the difference between that and everything else that we've tried. Is it's oh cool, but it tastes like a that. real blueberry though. Like like if you take a blueberry out of the refrigerator, out of the produce, whatever, and mm -hmm. taste it, you know, like you're you don't. Well, I don't think. When I taste the blueberry candy, that doesn't taste anything like that blueberry fruit. Exactly. Right. You know? And, um, yeah, because I just finished putting up, like, eight quarts of blueberry jam. So, yeah, I, I'm, okay. I'm looking for the blueberry. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. But I'll, tell, I'll right. say it, start, start, at very, start at very low levels. I was just yeah. talking to some people about blackberry. And, you know, all of our dark Oh, yeah, blackberry strong. Are very, <laughs> are very strong. Okay, blackberry is very strong. I, I would say, you know, especially if you're looking for bakery recipes, okay, um, you know, start at like a half a percent. Okay, a yeah. very late time. Yeah, one percent okay. is like too much. I got okay, a perfumey taste at one percent. I had to drop it. Ooh, okay. I will yeah. start very, very low then. Honey is right, another Jeannie. flavor that's very strong. Honey. I haven't messed yeah. with honey. I'm afraid to. <laughs> I've I've been playing with it all the time. That's what's in that marzipan mix. Yeah, but you know the oh, thing is, the is, one, I, is that is that the one I want to call before. like? Okay. Go ahead, Par. Is that the Jeannie? Is that the one with honey that 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 I wanted to name like K 
Killer Killer Bee or something. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's yes. a good name. I like that. <laughs> Jeannie, can I wait? I got to tell you what I did to that. Re- did I tell you what I did to that recipe? I added whiskey and sherry, and I, I made like a Manhattan out of it. It was oh. really good. <laughs> Now yes. I'm thirsty. <laughs> yes, I gave it to uh, my friend Chris at Fluid last week. He tried it. He really liked it. I gave him the, the little tester bottle I had of that. It was good. Very good. Uh, you, have a, you have a question in the chat. Oh, huh? well, question in the chat. Whose dog is barking? Sorry, that's my Not baby's hug. I had oh, marinated her, and I was just about to put her in the oven, but then I had realized I could oh, go on. Oh, stop. So she, <laughs> she, she's not yeah. happy. She's covered in soy sauce and ginger Don't you dare. To answer your <laughs> question in, in, in chat, um, like I start, when I'm developing a recipe, I always undermix rather than overmix because mm. I know I can always, if something is weak, oh, yeah, and and I can add to it, but if it's too strong, the whole recipe is ruined. So yeah. I generally start... Uh, with things at a half a percent or one percent, and I'll make a recipe without nicotine um, and at one percent, and then I sort of work my way up. I'm not finished yet. I'm like, I'm very slow at making recipes. It takes me a couple weeks, uh, a couple weeks to a couple months, really. Mm. Um, a couple weeks if I'm just focused on that one flavor. Uh, but I start at one percent, okay? Um, and uh, I'm actually using honey. And you know what I'm doing with honey, Jeannie, is I'm literally mixing it at, at, at 10% in PG. Oh, my God, I do the same thing. Me too. Yeah, so I, I make a mix, right? So, you know, then it, it becomes very easy for me to have that mix, okay? So, you know, now using, you know, 1% is really using, I'm now ingredients of 0.1%. Yeah. And I find that, you know, that a lot of our flavors and, you know, Rich and I have a huge experience now in the last four months of working with some very advanced, you know, mixers with large e-liquid manufacturers that have a hard time. So, you know, the, the best thing that we can always suggest to them when they're in the development stage of a new flavor with us is to literally mix it down. And honey is another strong flavor. I mean, all of our stuff is, you know, is strong, but some of our stuff is crazy strong. And, and it's always not surprising to me when someone goes, I really don't like your blackberry, I really don't like your blueberry, and it's just because they've never mixed that 1% or half a percent, and I'm suggesting that, you know, they should be really at gradients of 0.1% and sort of move up, you know, okay, you know, so now when they add, you know, 1%, it's really only 0.1% when they mix it, you know, with PG at 10% or VG, but mostly PG, right? So. I, I do that with cardamom, too. Cardamom? Yeah. yeah. However you say that, because if you use cardamom, even yeah. one drop in a 30-mil bottle, you it, it's very distinct. So yeah. that's another one that can be, uh, you know, diluted down. You know, um, it, 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 it's very surprising to me now, knowing a lot of senior mixers and having a good idea knowing what they buy, what goes into their recipes. In other words, I don't have the exact recipe, but I know what they buy, and I buy their mm-hmm. e-liquid, um, you know, to taste their finished juice that has flavor art in it. And Rich and I will sort of deconstruct it. And the thing that, that really surprises us is that how many 
bakery recipes and even fruit recipes have a spice layer, and you you don't know because they're using a, oh, yeah. like a, a yeah. thin hair of, of oh, yeah. spice. Every you can't right? have a muffin without cardamom. Everybody automatically thinks cinnamon, but really, if you really sit down and go buy a buy a muffin from Dunkin' Donuts and think about what you're eating, you're going to taste things other than cinnamon and blueberries. <clears throat> um, Very yeah. good. I yeah. will have to remember that. <laughs> All right, Jeannie, yeah. I'm going to let other people talk to you okay. and everybody. So I'll, I love Make you sure all. Par. Night, Paul. Bye. Um, you know who, who's been playing with honey a lot that we all know uh, is Oliver. Uh, Oliver had, uh, had been mixing up a storm about a month or so ago and a lot of his new recipes he was uh, letting me try contained honey. And uh, we had a very interesting talk because Honey and I have a, have a kind of tumultuous relationship where I always couldn't find the honey that I liked because... It didn't uh-huh. smell it like feet to everybody else? Or, it smells yeah, like feet, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then Oliver had come out with all these juices. And I was like, oh, man, this is really good. And you know Oliver, he's like, yep, that's why I didn't call it dog shit. And then actually he made a juice that he called dog shit, which was delicious. Uh, and a lot of them had this very minute percentage of honey. Uh, so I've gained a new respect for our honey, and I've been uh, playing with it in very, very diluted amounts. Mm-hmm. And then I agree with Sean. It's a, it's a very delicious flavoring. But for someone who, who had never used it before or who didn't know what, what kind of dilution you needed to work with it, uh, you know, you would hate it off the bat because, uh, yeah. because of the immediate profile on it. Okay, well, because let me grab, it, let me most, grab one of these. Most wires. Go ahead. Let me grab another one of these calls because there's three more calls sitting here and hold. Hi. Hi. Who's this? This is Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Well, we're burning. Hi, Lucy. Oh, you're burning. Oh. We're burning. Oh, yeah, you got terrible wildfires going on down there. Yes. I have a question. I may you may have already answered it earlier in in your show, but when will flavor art be more readily available to order? Um, well, well, that's a good that's a good question. Um, I mean, it should be now. Okay, we have crap loads of stock right now, um, and you know, there's a lot of companies that are coming online with our full stock. Um, some of our traditional vendors, uh, not so much. But, I mean, right now, Heartland, Bull City, uh, E-Sig, uh, uh, Rich, what's uh, John's company? E-Liquid Mart. E-Liquid Mart. Um, they're, they're, they have full-line products going. We're still trying to get some of our traditional vendors, uh, like Kemmers and uh, uh, E-Sig Express and others uh, up. Um, but there's new ones coming on all on, on, online. It shouldn't be a problem right now. Um, okay. Um, for sure, Bull City um, has our full line. Uh, uh, you know, I know for a fact, but it's uh, it's it's not so much our issue as just we're just waiting for these people to. You know, we we're still we've still been in manual mode. It's not that we haven't had products. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that you know we do, we're not set up yet, and nor do we want to be set up uh, because I, I'm I'm doing a lot of long term um, strategic things uh, in our company. 
Um, I've literally registered every single one of my flavors with FDA. I've, um, you know, obviously built a a clean room, but we've also now registered uh, with the Canadian government. So this week we're we're shut down for three days just because the Canadian Food Inspection Agency is going through uh, our warehouse and our clean room uh, because we're literally trying to um, establish ourselves as a food manufacturing facility. Um, so we're trying to do a lot of things right now, but um, we're not at this stage of development breaking down our bottles into anything less than a kilo size. Um, there's just just for storage and everything like that. Uh, I'm going to keep everything in a, you know in storage you know in a clean environment, and uh, you know so we're not breaking down ourselves. You know. We, uh, it's the expectation that our DIY vendors uh, are doing it. Um, and uh, so right now, it, it shouldn't be a problem. Hey, Rich, I mean, you know, both city has everything, right? Yeah, the, um, Joe, I, I, hear you, I hear you, Joe, on chat is, is, is freaking about a kilo. What we say by kilo is, I mean, our minimum size that we resell to our DIY vendors is one kilo. Uh, they break that down into whatever size they wish, whether it be 10 mil, 30 mil, 15 mil, 4 ounces, and they will resell that way. Um, so we we fully support our DIY resellers. Um, most of them, they do have stock, um, whether it be Heartland, Full City, RTS, uh, E-Liquid Mart, E-Sig Express, Flavor Jungle, Flavor Fog. Uh, the problem is, is, is their demand right now is so incredibly high that they, it's not uncommon for them to receive stock from us and then immediately uh, be out of stock uh, because of the demand of the flavor art flavoring. Um, so, you know, being in manual mode right now, uh, we are trying our best to make things as smooth as possible for the ordering process for our DIY distributors. Um, and, uh, and we will see uh, very shortly in the future that they will be getting uh, the ability to be restocked much faster. Uh, so right now, uh, a lot of people who haven't been using Flavor Art are jumping on the Flavor Art train, and so it's putting a lot of strain and pressure on these uh, DIY distributors of ours. So uh, are you, you know, we, are you telling me uh, I should shut up for your patience? Are you telling me I should shush? No, somebody. I think somebody's got a speaker on or something. That might be me with my computer so close. Okay. Yeah, well, Miss Lucy, make sure uh, you send me an email, Lucy. Pardon? So, so in, answer, in answer to Joe's question back there a little way, Joe, no, we're not actually ever uh, intending to set up to go direct to consumer. Um, and that's ultimately a business decision that I've made. Um, and the, the reason is, is that I've always felt that if I have a relationship with Kimmer, uh, or John or Ty or any of the people out there that are in the uh, business of selling, they're my customers selling DIY supplies to a consumer, um, that, um, that for us to compete with them directly, as all of the other flavor manufacturers do, um, is bad business, quite frankly. Um, we made a lot of very, very... Um, hard decisions and a very focused plan for flavor art. Obviously, most people don't understand this, but flavor art is probably the number in in the top five uh, in the world largest manufacturers of e-liquid, finished tobacco, uh, you know, 
infused e-liquid. We're you know, a massive, massive company in Europe. Uh, we not only make our own brands, but we also co-pack for some of the biggest brands in Europe. Um, but when we came to, and, and quite frankly, we're a large manufacturer. We have a JV uh, contract for our own exclusive products in China. Um, Cisco's actually involved in that uh, uh, that deal. We manufacture a, uh, a Cisco spec um, Clearo. We're one of the few people in the world that makes a... Uh, a uh, bottom coil Cisco spec clear miser. Uh, did you know that, Jeannie? Hmm. No, I did not. Jeannie? Yeah, I have to double actually, one of those. Uh, we actually were so impressed with the HH before I came on board, but I knew about this development uh, a couple of years ago that we were so impressed with the HH 357. We said, you know, we don't like drifting in, 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 you know, the company said, we don't like dripping, but um, why can't we have that in a clearmizer? And uh, so, you know, Max had been coming over, you know, about four or five years ago for a couple of years with Marco and then stopped coming. Oh, no, um, I did know that. So we re- yeah, I did yeah, know we that. Reached out to s- yeah, so we have, a, we have a system, and it's basically, you know what, it's all you would ever need to vape, okay? Quite frankly, we, you know, in Europe, we have a... Um, a uh, spinner. What did we used to call them, uh, Rich? The uh, ego twist. Perla. Oh, and yeah, back, yes, back Perla, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah but the, the product is basically a uh, ego twist or a, a vision spinner, a 900 milliamp battery, um, and a clearamizer with a Cisco spec bottom coil, um, and it's it's like, quite frankly, it's unbelievable. Right, it's it's uh, everything that we used to love about HH357s and a clearmizer. Um, so we were one of the first people to develop a bottom coil replacement clearmizer, and quite frankly, we manufacture them by the millions. And uh, so when we came to North America, I said to Max, I said, "Listen, Max, we have to decide who we are going to be in this marketplace." And we decided that we were not going to come into retail. We own a number of large retail stores in Europe. We're not going to come into the marketplace with finished e-liquid. We're not going to come into the marketplace with product. Uh, We have a number of different products that we distribute in Europe, uh, like, you know, like vaping devices. And uh, and we decided uh, together that we were going to be very loyal uh, to our DIY partners. And uh, and and uh, that we both, Max and I, both felt that it was wrong to uh, to compete with our customer. Um, and uh, so, you know, we've made a very big commitment to the consumer in advocacy and research. Uh, that we're going to talk a little bit about research a little bit later, Jeannie. Uh, but um, we, yeah, we don't sell to the we don't sell to the consumer. We, you know, we're we're committed to working with companies like Kemmer and. And companies of that nature, and uh, and supporting them. So, yeah. Well, I have a question. If I like, because I know a lot of um, professional e-liquid manufacturers, when they mm-hmm. want to um, buy in bulk, you know, for whatever size company, say they want to buy a, two liters of a flavor, where can they go to get that? Oh, they go. Because they come it, direct to us as soon as they're buying. A liter or a kilo, okay. very similar measurement, okay, right. of any any flavors. But 
It also prevents us from dealing with small guys that aren't that professional that want, and we right. can tell when they only want, you know, four ounces or six ounces uh, or eight ounces of right. a flavor. We're kind of going, so you're just in startup mode, right? Right. You know, like, you know, a liter isn't that much, you know, right. you know, and, and, uh, you know, as, uh, as Upstomp could attest, but, you know, if you're making an, uh, a production, even in a small batch, uh, business like uh, he's involved in, you know, a liter of one flavor that you're using is not that much. Okay, we have one more call oh. hanging out on hold, and they've they've been there quite a while. Hold on, let me get them, and then you and I can talk research, Niagara. Nine one nine. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Brian. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm very well. You're my favorite show on the web. Thank you. Yeah. I have a question for you. When I make one of my concoctions. Um, if I make it in a 30 mil bottle, it's okay. But when I make it in a 120 mil bottle, it's great. What am I doing that's wrong in a 30 mil bottle? When I, but when I bump it up to a much larger volume, it's much more tasty. Well, let me ask you this. How are you measuring all of your ingredients? With uh, syringes. Are you measuring out exactly your PG and your VG as well? Yes. That doesn't make but, a lot I'm, I'm using you know Kimmer's, um, go ahead. I would try just, you know, as an experiment, you know, make three, th- three, yeah, four 30 mil bottles the way you normally would. And then combine them into the bigger bottle. Mm-hmm. Let that sit and see if that changes anything. If that does change you know, whatever the problem is, it's it's got to be something mathematic. Well, but see, you know, and which here's the I've thing. I've done myself. The difference, now, like, um, have you ever heard me talk about making um, sample bottles? Yeah. Okay, because there are a lot of people. And that's what I'm doing to save flavoring yeah. and, well, and, and everything I'm trying to do at home. Yeah, here's the thing. My friend Oliver, that <laughs> I was just talking about, being this master mixer that he is, Oliver can take one of those stupid little teeny tiny ignorant ass three mil bottles. Have you ever seen one of them? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yes. Really? Okay. Oliver can make one of those. Okay. One of them little stupid tiny ignorant ass three mil bottles <laughs> that are fucking useless to me. And he can come up with a flavor. Okay. He can develop a recipe in that three mil. He can take that three mil. And replicate that at any amount. I cannot do that. When when yeah, I start I playing when I start playing with flavorings, the minimum I make when I start pissing with a recipe is a ten mil, and it's not even usually that. Usually, everything I make, my base, the smallest size that I start with, is a thirty mil bottle, because. Okay, and say flavor art, because they're here, I'm going to pick on them. I'm going to use them as an example here. Their flavorings are so concentrated that if where that line on my syringe is, okay, well, depending on how thick that line is, I might be putting in 0.8 or I might be putting in 1.2. Okay, just just for the thickness of that line. 
depending on where I measure it at. So the, the larger the size you make, the less discrepancy you're going to have. Does that make so it sense? it may even be in between the different syringes I use. Maybe I use 5 mil syringe A this time and 3 mil syringe for the next time. Yeah. yeah. Consistency. Yes. Okay. And and I'll tell you what. I go, I'm go. i an Amazon Prime member, in, and I tout the glory of Amazon Prime all the time because oh, yeah. I, I, I love these fucking people. Let me tell you. My daughter told me yesterday that she wanted a book for her birthday today, and I ordered it. And with my free prime shipping and whatever, I'm here to tell you, Amazon lost money selling me this fucking book because the book was $8 and they delivered it to my house in a day. So, but anyway, I get on the subject of Amazon Prime, before I forget, they have a new thing. I don't know if they have it in your area, Jeannie. They have Amazon Fresh. Yes. Did you see this? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, ma'am. They deliver your fresh groceries. Like, you, if I order them tonight, they'll be outside on my doorstep at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah. I, I love Amazon. But anyway, so Amazon. The reason I brought up Amazon to you is I get 1ML syringes from Amazon. And, and I get like 100 of them for $7. Oof. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, same with the pipettes. I got 500 of them for, like, $5. Yeah, yeah I've got the squeeze pipettes, but you can't hardly see the, the imprinted markings on them. Yep. So yeah. the reason it's probably better at the 120 is because your measurements are more exact. And and really, honestly, and with a company like Flavor Art that has really concentrated flavorings, that little bit of difference, you're probably putting in too much flavoring in the smaller size. Okay, it's probably too much, not too little. And and I say that because the Kimmer, God love Kimmer. Kimmer is is the queen of telling people if it smells good and it tastes bad, it's too much. So, if if yours are good in a 30 mil but they're really good in 120, it's probably exactly. because the 30 has too much. So, and that's what makes me nervous about changing over flavor art from Capella's and everyone else because the, the measurement devices I have now are for much more volume. So I'm going to have to find a much more accurate way to measure small volume. Or, or there's a simple solution to that. Or when you get them, um, double them. Mm. Mm, okay. There's, there's yeah. a lot of flavorings that I've done that with over time because, see, I am the queen of, I am the queen of really high percentage in my juices, okay? And that's been a really hard adjustment for me with flavor art was there is stuff there. I, I'm used to measuring it 10%, not 1%. But exactly. those little 1ML syringes are amazing. Those little 1ML yep. syringes... They're accurate to s such a small quantity that I really think they would help you immensely and you would be much happier in the end. And are you talking something like a, um, like a diabetic insulin syringe um, kind of size? These are just, I'll put a link to them. Do you have me on Facebook? Yeah, you had you had a link to them the other day, Jeannie. Yeah, I'll, I'll, throw, I'll throw them back up on my wall on Facebook. 
Um, I, I stuck it in the DIY group, but I'll put it up on my personal page because really I'm telling you, these things are absolutely amazing. And then if you get like a really strong flavor that wants to get stuck in something, um, say the mocha Niagara, I love, yep. I love the mocha, but once you put mocha in something, you're never going to get that. It's just, it's going to be coffee flavored. You're going to have mocha coffee flavor forever. But if I get something that gets stuck, you know what? When I paid $7 for 100 of them, it doesn't make me the least bit that. sorry when I throw it away. Well, or you could go to glass. I, I, I use my one mil syringes are all glass, right? That would be dangerous for me. I would be breaking that shit. <laughs> yeah. So here, here's another answer for the caller. Uh, sir, how, how long does it take you to go through this recipe in a 30 mil size? You make a 30 mil batch? Uh, three to four days. Okay. And how long does it take you to get through 120 mils? <clears throat> um, probably uh, well over a week. But, but I made, just as an experiment, I made a 30 and a 120 mil at the same time. And just even initially, there was a, 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 a significant difference. So... So, you know, you know, then it doesn't really answer my question. But, I mean, one of the interesting things is that as a company that, that builds uh, molecules into compounds, right, you know, right. a lot of the, the secret of what we do is to understand the chemical bonds that bind these various molecules, these root chemicals together, right? And, uh, and sometimes, you know, it, it takes a little bit of time for either ionic or covalent bonding to happen, right? Um, right? It might have actually to do with the space, the confinement, okay? Um, do you steep? Do you do any ultrasonic mixing with this, with this stuff? No ultrasonic, just a shake and leave in the cabinet for a week. Right. You, you might even get more shake uh, value in the, in the 120 size than a 30. There's, you know, if you fill it right up to the top, shaking, you know, unless it's... Uh, you know, there's not that much space at the top of a 30 mil bottle, okay, where you're really getting a lot of motion, okay, um, you know, uh, for that for that bonding to start happening, you know, those molecules to start mixing together, right? right? There's a lot of stuff going on here, right? You know, these 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 flavors have atoms. These atoms are exchanging electrons between each other, um, and they're creating you know two types of bonds, right? Both dealing with uh, the sharing of electrons, um, and uh, and it might just, you know, it, it literally has something to do with that, okay? Um, and also the amount of uh, exposure to uh, surface and, and light uh, in a bottle, right, you know, creates faster oxidization. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you, if you ever mix um, a bottle, um, 120 mil bottle and only make 60 mils and shake it, you have a lot more. You're shaking it a lot more. That 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 motion of that that product, that liquid, okay, is mixing that stuff up a, a crazy a lot more. And that's why we uh, obviously why we uh, we use uh, you know ultrasonic uh, to 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 start you know making those things sort of mix together properly, right? Okay. And, and do you notice it on your tongue? Is it a sweet, sour, bitter? Okay. Or is it more to do with how it feels in your mouth, like the taste perception it, in your mouth? It's got the cinnamon Danish roll in it, 
and in the 30 mil, it's much more muted, and the cinnamon goes away. The bite of the cinnamon goes away. Um, it's for, went over time faster, but in the 120 mil, the cinnamon stays around a lot longer and gets a lot richer. Right. Hmm. It may just be me. I don't know. But I'll try that. I mean, I've got an uh, industrial-grade ultrasonic. I, I might actually start doing that to uh, see if that would help steep a 30 mil bottle. Or I'll just keep making the 120s and just parse them out in the 30s. Well, let's see. And that's me. I I have I am to the point where there's when I haul all my stuff out and mix, um, there are five recipes that I've got that I make in in huge quantities. But for myself, you know, um, like the the butterscotch that I seem to vape all the time and and now with this Soho, um, and um and the other one that I'm vaping constantly is that marzipan thing. And and the honey is really strong in that recipe. But I have beehives in my yard, so I'm not adverse to having honey as a main flavor in anything. Um, but, I, you know, I keep a 200 mil bottle of those that's mine. You know, it, it stays with me. I don't share that shit with anybody. Um, <laughs> Is it in glass or plastic? There, every You have to understand, I have very few glass bottles in my house. The only glass that I have... Uh, has come from Bedazzled. A lady named uh, Kathy Hope does amazing <laughs> glass work. I absolutely love them. But I, She's a wonderful ab- lady. She is. I absolutely adore her. Um, I drop shit a lot. So I tend to mix in plastic. And I, there are a lot of purists out there that will go, Oh my God, you can't do that! Well, guess what? I do. Um <laughs> Well, it's, it's for it's me, safer so I can me. do what I want. Yep, it's this I is like my the unicorn shit. bottle. I do too. If they weren't such a pain in the ass to fill. No, did you get the ones from One Stop? No, I have not gotten the ones from One Stop yet. They have they have big mouths. Yeah, they have wide mouths, Jeannie. Oh, they have big mouths like me. Yeah. They are the, the thirty mils are like so easy to mix in, and the fifteen mils are easy too, but. I don't usually mix in 15 mils. You know, but... she sent me a tracking number the other day. Huh. I asked her what the tracking number was for, it? and she said something. Because she just got the childproof cap ones. The huh. unicorn bottles with childproof caps. <laughs> um, sir, do you, have, do you have my email address, sir? No, ma'am, I do not. Okay, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my email address in the chat. Um, it's just geniebapes at gmail, but most people don't spell genie the way I do. Make sure you send me an email and tell me that you called in with a DIY question, okay? Um, because I will do it. Yeah, One Stop um, sponsors this show for me every week, and uh, Kimmer gives me store credit to give away to people that call in with DIY questions. Well, I will thank her very highly, and that's where I get almost all of my flavor from. And her 120-size uh, plastic bottles are great. The opening on the top is very wide. You can almost pour VG in it if you wanted to. They're great. All right. Make sure you email me. for the win. Doing it now. All righty. You have a nice night, Thank man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Now we have to talk about testing. About what? 
Niagara has some in- yes. information about testing and research. So, you know, there's there's a there's a huge wall ahead of us, and most people don't understand uh, what an eventual win uh, in either the European Tobacco Initiative in Canada with Health Canada or in deeming regulation with the FDA is going to create. Um, but there's a lot more complexity than most people understand, and, uh, and quite frankly, I'm getting schooled in it. But uh, we're sort of right in the you know in the thick of it, and uh, have a huge investment in e-liquid uh, manufacturing and getting through the European Tobacco Initiative in the European marketplace with all our various uh, distributors and uh, Copac customers. So five six years ago in 2009, we you know we started Clearstream as most people know. And, you know, brought Farsanilos and Peloso into the marketplace and started, you know, the first significant amount of research in this industry. And um, now we're investing differently in research. Uh, We want to make sure that our flavors are as safe as possible. And, And really, no one has really gone to the next stage of research. Uh, And quite interestingly, um, Technology has advanced dramatically in the last uh, six years. Um, so uh, we have uh, uh, been underway for the last uh, seven months since January um, under a, a new research initiative that we call Clearstream Onward. And basically what Clearstream Onward, without giving away too much, because we're going to do a full release of, of what it is, is there is new technology out there that allows us to create uh, three-dimensional um, epithelial cells. So it's going to, it's, it is giving us the information that we've never wanted to ask before, what else is bad? We get this question all the time about tricylic acids, uh, about uh, acetone, uh, about other uh, ingredients that are used that are potentially, um, you know, epithelial irritants or lung irritants, Um, you know, are they going to be causing epithelial damage? You know, should we be worried? And, uh, you know, know, there's, you know, people that are really caring want to know, and they, you know, unfortunately can't become Google chemists uh, and, you know, come up with the right answer. So uh, Clearstream Onward is, is literally working in conjunction with one of the top, research uh, companies in Europe and the University of Milan um, to create uh, an answer. Now, ultimately, the answer is very specific. The answer is specific relative to flavor art flavorings. So what we're doing is proving out uh, for our customers and, you know, the answer. And this, this research will be part of what's required for gaming regulation. If you do not have the clinical tests, and the answers, um, you, you know, you know, we talk about the, the millions of dollars required to get through um, pre-market approval, Jeannie, right? You know, oh, you've heard this from ridiculous. Greg and, and uh, you know, all of the, you know, wonderful people, you know, Kurt and, and all of the other guys in the marketplace that are, you know, extremely smart. Um, and uh, the problem is, is that, you know, a lot of companies out there aren't making that investment uh, so we've decided to make that investment, uh, you know, for our own protection, 
for the protection of our customers and, and to really answer all the questions. And uh, this research is uh, uncontrolled. In other words, we're not specifying it, so we can't control the outcomes. And uh, it will be published in medical journals uh, on its release. Uh, it won't have a specific author uh, like we created last time. Uh, you know that uh, you know created you know the, the wave that has been Farsanilos in the industry. God, God love them. Uh, but we don't want to have a single author. Uh, so it's now, you know, based in a school, uh, a university, and uh, we're going to be releasing that uh, next month. In fact, uh, Rich and I are leaving in three weeks uh, to go and be presented the outcome of that. And, uh, and we're actually going to be bringing uh, 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 Phil Bissardo with us, and he's going to uh, actually... Uh, publicly be the release uh, point for that information. So, Go Phil! Uh, Phil, and, you uh, bastard, yeah, enjoy so, Italy! <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it, it was kind of, it were, you know, Phil and I were kind of uh, planning a holiday anyway together with our wives, and uh, so we sort of decided to mix a little bit of business with pleasure, and uh, so we're going to uh, spend a couple days with Rich in Milan, uh, at the university, and uh, and uh, have Phil answer all the ask all the questions and get all the answers to create a, a review of Clearstream so that we can publish it on his return, and then uh, Rich has to go back to work. And uh, Phil and Trish and uh, my wife and I are uh, going to spend another week in, in the Italian Riviera. So uh, yeah, and come back, and uh, then he'll put it all together. So we're going to. Uh, um, we're going to release it uh, sort of mid-late September when we get back. Um, so it's going, to be, it, it's going to be quite interesting because even Rich and I don't know the results. I mean, it's literally uh, only Max knows the results right now, uh, but it is 80% uh, complete but with enough foundation of results that we can basically sort of say now what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, this is another layer of credibility. I mean, we're going to be the only flavoring company that has done a significant enough research that will ensure that for our e-liquid manufacturers that are using our product, should there be any out there, up stop, uh, um, <laughs> that, uh, uh, that we're going to give our uh, e-liquid manufacturers the assurance that we actually have the research to carry through and back up what's going to be the required claims necessary within their flavoring aspect of their e-liquid. Um, it won't apply to, obviously, our competitors because we're researching the effects of our specific molecular formulas, not that of our com competitors. We don't know their molecular formulas. Uh, Jay wants so, to know if you just called him just... out. Yes, Jay, he did. He, he called you out and threw you under the bus, and I will answer your question. Jay wanted to know if you guys were booked for VaporCon yet. Yes, they are booked yes, for VaporCon yes. already. I am already booked for VaporCon. So, uh, little Mr. Upstomp, Upstomp, make your fucking reservation. Yeah, make Jay, your fucking you didn't get your reservation yet? No, he didn't. Huh. Maybe he's just going for the day. He's booked. He says he's booked. All right. Okay. He better be booked. Good. Oh, I'm telling you, and yeah. and yeah, Jay's um, actually playing with uh, flavor right now as well. Uh, yeah, Jay's ninety got the, seconds. Oh, shut so up, I've, lady. So I've heard. Yeah, Jay's got the he's got the full line too. Um, 
And and I will let everybody know right now we have fourteen little over fourteen minutes before Blog Talk decides it's gonna hang up on us. So um but and I have to commend them on doing more research. Um and one of the things that you and I had talked about, Niagara, was the fact that everybody seconds. Oh shut up, lady. Everything is focused right now on two diaketones. Yeah. Well, not, and, I, and I'm not trying to take anything away from people talking about those two diaketones because it's important and people need to be educated and, and make an educated choice. And, and I believe in full disclosure. Okay, if if your favorite vanilla custard of all vanilla custards is got DA and AP through the roof in it and you know that and you know what that can cause and you still choose to buy that. I don't give a fuck. Go ahead. I don't care. But if you're going to sell it, let the seconds that it's in there. Exactly. Yeah. There, there don't, needs to don't be try that. To hide it and say, well, it hasn't been proven. Well, this is all a bunch of junk science, you know, like in all the other stuff that goes into the consciousness of people who just want to, you know, gather evidence to prove what they want to believe, which is that it's not harmful. It is harmful. It is harmful. I, I, I question extent, sometimes whether the companies even know what's in their own stuff. To be honest with you, okay. I I mean, I have I have intelligence that obviously I would never release, or you know, with integrity, never discuss. But I mean, I send tons and tons of stuff, flavors from other companies in to our lab uh, to go under, uh, you know, gas chromography mass spec and 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 know what the results are, right? And uh, and it you know allows me to use flavors, and I know that they have. AP in them, okay, so I can make an educated decision. The issue here is is newbies coming into the marketplace and, uh, you know, let, let's face it, you know, everybody in this room would agree that Flavor West has the most delicious butterscotch, and I use it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I use it, I buy 8-ounce, okay, I've got multiple 8-ounces, okay. Well, I don't use right that now. much of it. But. Oh, I do. I, I, I do. I do. I do. I do. Yeah. 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 I gotta you know. be in the mood for it. Um, but you know what? You know, and but, there's not a doubt in my mind that this stuff is not as perfect as I would like it to be. But you know what? I really like it. And the Loran's banana cream with the bright yellow dye. Yeah. You know they started making that without the color. Really? See the the interesting the interesting uh, dilemma here is is in two years, we're not going to have to worry about what's in finished e-liquid because there will be regulations in place. Yeah, um, 90% of these okay. companies will no longer be in existence. The, the, you know, the only win through deeming regulation is a GMP win. And in that is going to be molecular disclosure. Mm. In other words, you're not going to get something through and pass through deeming regulation without having a full molecular disclosure of what's in your flavoring. And that will mean that flavoring companies have to fully molecularly disclose um, to the to the FDA, not to the public, but to the FDA, mm-hmm. which provides you know generic public safety. But oh oh yeah, because the, world, you know, and I mean, and I don't, and I don't mean to be you know little Miss Smartass here, but I have to be. 
Um, you're going to have to disclose this shit to the FDA. Um, it doesn't mean it's going to be kept a secret. It it doesn't mean that you're going to be kept any any safer than you ever would be. Um, because the, the FDA in and of itself has never, ever, ever been worried about your safety and welfare. It's, it's, mm. it's another form of big business. But as a side note, um, it will hopefully keep the things that we are ingesting a little safer than they otherwise would be. Um, and, and I have to say that because the FDA is the bunch of fucking whack jobs that, that approved Chantix and said, yeah, this stuff is amazing. You'll quit smoking. You'll right. never be happy again right. in your life. And you might actually even kill yourself, but you won't be smoking. You can only have a cure if it's profitable. You can only have a solution if it's profitable to the government. If we have a solution that they can't, they can only get sales tax from, they're not, you know, they're not supportive of it. That's the bottom line. This should be the miracle cure of the century. Yeah, I am. I am not a fan. I am not a fan of the FDA. I am a fan of full disclosure. I I am a fan of people having the right to know what's there. I just don't think that the FDA is the the poster child for all things um, safe and wonderful. Right. That's See, and that's that's why in Canada, you know, what we're doing is so cool that we're literally going to have the opportunity to self-regulate ourselves, to create with their advisement, okay, the, the regulations, okay, and then regulate our own industry, okay? Because quite frankly, the problem with all these regulations is who, who's mining, okay, the, the, the till, okay, you know, apart from collecting money, right? Who, who's going to monitor all of this, Okay. You know, it's, it's just not going to happen, right? You, you realize that's all the you flavor. Monitor whether your bridges are safe in the United States, okay? You're certainly not going to be able to keep it, uh, track of whether people are actually doing what they say that they're going to do, right? So that's another interesting dilemma, but mm. whatever. Yeah, um, I mean, and that's the thing. And you realize that's the way the flavor industry is regulated in the United States, right? Um, the The flavor industry is not overseen by a governmental agency. They they got together, all of these different flavoring companies and everybody, they all got together and went, oh, no, you know what? Sooner or later, somebody's going to regulate us. Let's nominate that we do it. And so the mm-hmm. flavoring industry in, in this country is overseen by the flavoring industry. Yeah, by FEMA, right? And you know what I really like? I really like that flavors and DIY supplies are one section of all the um, vape paraphernalia or vape materials that brick and mortars do not want to touch. And I love that because it doesn't give them the chance to mark it up 500% like they do to e-liquid. Maybe at some point in the future they will. And most likely they will, you know, but as it stands right now, I can still get my materials, my raw materials at a reasonable price that comes nowhere near 22 to $28 for a 30 mil. 
Now, if they start selling it in B&Ms and they have to say, well, we have to make our overhead and we have to, you know, bump it up to, uh, you know, $15 for a 10 mil, that's going to be another story. But for right now, we're pretty much, you know, like under the radar as far as brick and mortars are concerned for the most part. Well, when you you look at what's happening in Britain right now, and, and obviously, you know, in all the advocacy I do, I obviously follow what's happening in the States because I'm closely connected to it and it's a major part of my marketplace, but I also follow a lot of things that are going on in Europe because I got a lot of mm-hmm. intel from our company, you know, about what's happening in Europe. You know, the interesting thing that most people don't understand is that even if you get all your e-liquids passed and you're an e-liquid manufacturer with 20 flavors and you can get that through, the cost, okay, of maintaining quality, okay, is going to require quality and, you know, control inspector, like a full-time person literally just managing quality control, okay, batch control, okay, and batch sampling and batch data, okay, of all of that information. The, the owner's task of overhead is, is going to be, you know, something that most people don't understand yet um, because all of that, I mean, it's just like a paperwork nightmare uh, after you've got to prove just to maintain right, all of the specs that you're going to have to maintain under a GMP environment, right? It's, uh, it's, it's amazing, you know, uh, um, what you have to do, right? And, and none of this is surprising to me because, I mean, God only knows I manufacture pesticides, right, so uh, in my other world, right? So, you know, we're, we live under that world, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, in this world, we're going to, we're, you know, we're, we're above food grade. Without a doubt, we're, we're above food grade manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be uh, held to that. And uh, there's uh, there's a lot more than most people think that, to get through GMP, right? Oh, and Niagara, anyway. I I have to say this before we get cut off for the night because I just thought about it. Um, you you referenced all the wonderful emails that you're getting lately. Yeah, that's weird, eh? No, it's not weird. Welcome to my hell. I'm not a yeah. vendor. Oh, I, I've, I've hidden myself so well, you know, like I don't use my own name. I, you know, stay out of, okay, the, the limelight and, you know, like this is, you know, we're only doing this because we're friends and, you know, we, you know, we wanted to announce a couple of cool things, but I, yeah, how does China know who I am? Yeah, I have to tell you, <laughs> um, I, I, number one, I haven't been able to get into my three wishes strip tips account in like four days i i don't know why i i can't get into my email account um tech support can't tell me why i can't get into my email account nothing but um i you cannot it it's fucking ridiculous and i have sent 17 people at the same company an email that says take me off your email list i am not a vendor and i i still constantly you know we have we have we have hot Selling eighteen five six zero battery. I'm like, it ain't a five six. Fuck! You don't even know it's a six fifty, not a five sixty. <laughs> and, and hello, friends. Yes, funny and healthy where where you are. Hello, my good friend. I, I, let me tell you. Let me tell you a funny story. I China bombed uh, Rich this year. Right, we go to a uh, TMA Tobacco Merchants Association show in Chicago. Oh, that's and, fucking funny. Um, and it was a huge vape show. It had a lot of, you know, pot-oriented and uh, CMD. Or what is it called, Rich? CMDs or CDMs? Uh, 
CB, CBDs. CBDs. Yeah. Oh, a lot of people CBDs. didn't even know what CBDs were. I, I didn't. Rich did, but uh, I didn't know what CBDs <laughs> were. Okay. And, uh, what so the anyway, are they? there's like a, a, a zillion Chinese companies here, right? A zillion Chinese companies. And they're all giving stuff away. Like, you know, you got a couple, you know, brand new batteries from this guy and, you know, atomizer from this guy and then blah, blah, blah. We were just piling stuff into our, our, our knapsacks. And, uh, and, uh, and they kept saying, oh, you need to give us a card. And I go, Rich, give them a card. Right? Ah, Rich. He sets oh, your ass you up. Yes. And I just start handing Rich's cards out, right? Rich gets back from yep. that show, right? And just like, bam. Okay. Yeah, you I, know. Mean, I haven't spoken to my uncle in like five years, and all of a sudden he's emailing me every day about the hottest new e-cig products in China. And I'm like, <laughs> uncle, why are you emailing me? <laughs> I, ah, you know. So what are these? <clears throat> what were you? What were you talking about to begin with? CB, CD, B? CBDs. CBDs are cannabinoid derivatives. Okay. It's basically like a liquid that you would put into a vaporizer that is hot without the THC. So it's a semi-gray market legal product. So it doesn't get you high. It's just supposed to give you the benefits. But God knows if it's really real. It it kind of does get you high. Okay. Does it? Yeah, it kind of does get you high. In a different way, like it's not so much a THC high, but it... There's, you know, it's obviously, probably, it's hemp oil. It's probably the grain alcohol that you're feeling. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the big thing these days is that CBDs are being used to treat a lot of children with epilepsy and yep. stuff like that. The real and, ones, um, yes. Yeah, and, and the premise behind it is to get all the medical benefits from a marijuana plant, but to take the THC portion out of it. Oh, okay. Um, and, and a lot of companies that are doing that are doing it legitly. Some of them are including the THC product, so you get a concentrated medicinal portion plus the part that gets you high, and that's more of the uh, of the leisure kind of user enthusiast market for CBD. 